Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 109 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking about sales page design with Christy Cooper. This is a really fun episode because while we've covered service page design before, this is a whole different beast. So we talk about the difference between a sales page and a services page, some of the technical aspects, including how long your sales page should be. We also discuss where you could build your sales page and what should be included And Christy gives some tips on good design for those of us who are going to be DIYing to start out. Christy Cooper is the principal designer and creative strategist at Cooper & Hart Creative, where she works with online educators and coaches to help them grow their businesses through beautiful, conversion-focused sales pages and websites that connect with people in an impactful way. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. It helps other people find the show, and it helps me to bring on other awesome guests. Hi, Christy. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Samantha. I'm happy to be here. So I read your bio at the top of the show, but I'd love if you could introduce yourself and tell my listeners a little bit more about who you are and where you're from and what it is that you do. Yeah, sure. Obviously, I'm Christy, and I currently live in the Oklahoma City area with my husband and my two very young daughters. (laughs) And I kind of started my business a few years back on the side, partially because of my kids and then partially because I was really burned out from the agency job I was working. I've actually been a designer for 20 years now, so I have a long-standing history of working at an agency and the creative work was just really burning me out. And like, I was also managing production. And so the stress level there just wasn't vibing. And then because I had my first daughter at the time, I was thinking, man, it would be awesome to work from home. And that's kind of how I got started. Um, I just started freelancing a little bit and that kind of grew into the business that I have now. Awesome. So I know a lot of what you do in your business is work on sales pages, which is what we're doing. So how did you get into doing, you know, specifically sales pages for people? Yeah. So before I started my business, I wouldn't have known what a sales page was because I was in a much more traditional design agency environment. Sales pages is very much like that term that online businesses use a lot. And so when I first got into freelancing, I'd actually was hooked I have Facebook ad, which now I recognize was a sales funnel. You know, it was a webinar and it went into an offer and everything. So I ended up joining her membership and she was really big on sales funnels. And so I got super fascinated with learning about how these like online sales funnels work and like the sales pages. And I could really see like how my design skills could really impact and be useful when it comes to sales pages because they're, they're kind of intricate, especially long-form ones, you know, like how they flow and everything. I got super interested in it. And so over the, like, I guess about a year and maybe a year and a half ago, I, I kind of focused in on offering sales page design to people. I think that's awesome because there's a lot of different design aspects. And even if you're good at website design, sales pages kind of are a whole different beast. There's a lot more that goes into it that you have to understand and know to make sure 
that they're really converting, which is the goal of a sales page. So on the podcast, we've talked about a services page before and kind of what that lays out, but this is different from a services page, correct? Yes. So I would say a services page is similar-esque in that you are trying to sell something, but usually you're selling multiple things or, or you know, you have a array of packages or something like that. And it's always a service page is always part of your website, right? It looks like part of your website has your navigation. When I'm talking about a sales page here, I'm talking about the really focused sales pages that they don't have your website navigation at the top and bottom, and they're really focused on selling one thing. So they're not like a shop page that sells multiple items. They really sell just one single offer. Okay. And I think most people who have been in an online business for a while have probably seen one of these when they attend a webinar and then they get sent to a link or when they see a big promotion that's coming out. Yes, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're used everywhere for memberships, courses, focused service offerings, physical products. If, if it's just selling one, digital products, it, it's used for a wide range of things. Okay, so when we are thinking about sales page design, I want to start by talking about how long a sales page could be. Because depending on what you've looked at in the past, sometimes they're really, really long and in-depth. And I think that might intimidate people thinking they need that much content. So I'd love to know, you know, what your opinion is there and maybe what works for different offers. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are some very, very long sales pages out there. And I think sometimes those like super long ones, they got there because that person or, or that team, they did a lot of testing beforehand and then they kind of expanded upon it. A general rule of thumb is that you can use a shorter sales page for um, like low priced offers. You know, if it's like $27, $47, maybe, you know, that's going to be on the shorter side of a sales page. And then long form sales pages tend to be really bigger offers, you know, $500, $1,000, $2,000. And that's because you need more information to communicate to the potential buyer in order for them to make a good decision. And it really also depends on your, like your traffic source and how you are funneling people onto that sales page. So you might have a really awesome like webinar that, you know, you explain everything about your offer on it. And so then they might only need a short sales page in order to make the purchase because they're coming straight from that offer. They're really warm. You know, they're very excited to buy. They just need a few details and then they're going to buy. Right. Whereas maybe you're selling from your email list, they don't have that kind of warm up, and so they're probably gonna need a lot more information. So you might want a longer sales page. And there, so there's a lot of different factors that go in there as far as the length of a sales page. It really depends on your offer, your audience, your marketing strategy, everything that goes into it. Okay, and what do you recommend we do a sales page for? Should we have one for every product and service that we offer, or do we limit it to certain things? So you would definitely want one if you're doing ads like Facebook ads or something and you're funneling people from a, a specific source onto a page because you don't want them to be distracted by other things on your website. You really want to focus them in on the offer. If you're doing like a, a traditional launch where you have like an open close cart, you're going to want a sales page for that. But if you're like, if you're a service provider, you know, and you just have a service all year round, 
you might not need like the single offer sales page. You might just need like a kind of hybrid sales page. It's like it lives on your website and it's focused on selling one thing, but it's still part of your website. So I kind of think of those as a hybrid. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. I think a lot of people listening are probably service-based people. So they know kind of on a service page, you list what it is that you do. Maybe you have kind of a price point so that people have an idea and you give them a way to get in contact with you, but you're not necessarily trying to just sell it right then and there. You know, right. maybe there's some kind of an interview process or a call or something. Whereas a sales page, you're really looking to like make the sale. Yes. You want them to be kind of sold on it. Um, especially if it's like a digital product, like you might be a service provider, but you might have like an ebook or a small course or something that you're wanting to sell. And that would need a sales page more because you're wanting people to hand over the money right away. They don't get on a call with you first. Okay. So is the idea here to kind of take you out of it so they get all the information they need without having to get in touch with you? In a lot of cases, yeah, it really does depend on your offer. There are things that are called like an application funnel and those tend to be used for like really high end offers. So like if you're a coach and you, you're selling like a 10 or $20,000 program, they're not going to hand over that money via a button. They're going to want to get on the phone. They're going to want to talk to you. So in that case, that sales page is more of a kind of pre-screening process to mm -hmm. like figure out, you know, is this for me? Okay, then I can apply and then you're going to get on a call and then you'll make the sale. So it, it gets confusing because sales page is used to apply to all these different, you know, uses. But yeah, so in general, in general idea, like the sales page should be getting people to hand over money right then. Okay. So I feel like most of the people listening, a sales page would be for something like an ebook or a product that they're selling. So we're just going to talk about it like that. And yeah. if people want to know more about some of the other types, all your information will be in the show notes so they could get in contact with you there. Yeah, they can chat, they can chat with me <laughs> on Instagram or something. We can talk about it. <laughs> okay. So where should you build your sales page? You said that it's not going to have your regular website navigation. So I'd love to know where you build it and why that matters in this process. Yeah. So you can really build a sales page almost anywhere that you can build a web page. So you really want to think about what kind of tech you need that sales page to integrate with um, before you just make a decision. So, cause you obviously you need the page itself, but then you also need to think about, what, what your shopping cart looks like, how you're going to, um, you know, take their order, how you're going to process that credit card payment, you know, so it needs to integrate with like Stripe, PayPal, those kind of things. And then you need to think about, does it integrate with your email marketing service so that it can trigger an email after they have bought from you? And then you need to think about how you're delivering what they're buying. So if it, is just like from the emails or is it, do they have to get an account on a course platform? So you kind of want to think through all those little different tech variables so that you can make sure that what you're using will work for what you're trying to do. And so you can build a sales page on your website itself. Um, you know, you can do it in WordPress. You can just use things that will remove the header and footer for you. You can do that in Squarespace. I'm pretty sure I'm not a Squarespace person, but you can, you can do that there. And then, and then there's like third party platforms as well. So 
lead pages, click funnels, those kind of things. And then like, if you are selling a course, you usually have an option with the course platform like Teachable or Thinkific or Kajabi, they, they have landing page options that sometimes that might be, especially if you're just starting out, that might be the solution you wanna go with just because it's already connected to your shopping cart and your account creation and all of that. Okay, so you talked about a couple of different things in there. Um, mentioned that you could do it on your website, but some of the other things are lead pages and click funnels. So those are kind of things that actually help you make up this whole funnel that you're going through, correct? Yes. Yeah, so like lead pages and click funnels, they're going to offer you like template designs for landing pages. They both offer a shopping cart option. You know, it's built in with a shopping cart that will just integrate with your payment gateway. They, and they integrate with most of the common email marketing service providers. So then you'll just have to figure out if it connects to how you're delivering your product. But they do cost more. You know, like you pay a monthly fee, you know, so it kind of depends. Like if you're already using like lead pages, you might just want to use that for your sales page. If you prefer something really nice and custom, you might want to do it on your website um, and have it, have it built by designer or something like that. And just, it really kind of depends on what you're trying to do whether it's a new offer or, you know, a validated offer that you're trying to scale. There's a lot of different <laughs> options there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it sounds like you just kind of have to know what you're choosing and then make sure that everything's going to work. So if you were to be the person who was buying that all of those steps were going to connect, we're going to make it really super smooth and simple for them to get to the page, decide to buy, purchase, get the thing that they purchased without you know, things getting really confused or lost in those steps. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to lose them after they've clicked buy and then they're like, I didn't get an email, you know, of what they purchased. So you definitely want to think through that. Um, and you also want to think through like how important the design aspect is for you because using different platforms, they often like it's kind of limited in what the design can look like. Mm -hmm. um, and they just do that for to make it user friendly for non-designers, right? So that they don't go crazy and make a crazy design when they just want it to be simple. So that plays a factor too. Okay. So I'd love to talk about what things should be included on a sales page. Yes. So a sales page generally has a pretty kind of standard format as far as like the content goes. And if you're not hiring a copywriter to write your sales page for you, you really want to find some guidelines for this so that you can make sure you're including all of the important elements as far as the information that you're communicating. Um, so you definitely want to start out with a compelling headline that hooks your reader. I see a lot of people will like just put their, the name of their product or the logo at the top. And that's fine as long as you're following that up with a really compelling headline that hooks them in. Because oftentimes people, they don't care about what it's called right away unless they're just looking for that specific product. So you really want to have a compelling headline that really hooks them in and makes them want to read more. Um, you're, you're trying to speak to what they care about, what their pain point is um, that you're solving. And then you're going to want to talk about, usually you can do, it kind of depends on what you're selling, but like you might have a backstory that really connects with your reader's journey or you have some other way to connect with their different pain points, you know, what things are you trying to solve for them? And then you're going to announce your solution, your offer, 
Um, so that's kind of the first section of a sales page generally and it could be short it could be long it, it kind of depends on how much you how much you need to explain as far as the journey goes the buyer journey um, and then after you've announced your offer you want to go into the benefits and the features of the offer so the features are like the actual details of what they're getting you know you're gonna get three video modules you get three workbooks you know and you get a, a Facebook group those are those are features because they're the very specifics of what you're getting um, and then the benefits are like the results that they're going to see if they actually use your offer, your product, and then they see the results. So if it's like, I don't know, time management, you know, they like, now you have, you know, more stress-free days in your life. You have time to spend with your kids or, you know, those are the kind of benefits that you want to emphasize. And I see a lot of sales pages that they don't go enough into the benefits or the features of an offer. Like they just kind of skim over them. And so don't be afraid to like really explain all of that out. Let's see. And then of course you need your call to action. It's really important not to forget your call to action and your, your buy button. Um, you really want to make sure you have that buy button in strategic locations on the page where people might want to say, yes, I'm ready to buy that. So you need to keep that on the page. Another big thing that you really want to include is, testimonials or social proof you want people to see that other people have had success with your offer so any kind of testimonials that are related to what you're offering you want to put those on there you um, if you have maybe it's a product maybe you have product reviews you, you want to put that on there if you don't have testimonials or product reviews or that kind of thing you want to establish credibility in some way um, so that might be maybe you've been featured in a lot of places or you know like you're featured on you know Forbes or whatever it is or you might get into statistics and facts and numbers like some way to communicate that other people see value in what you're offering if that makes sense so those are kind of the big main ones there's some other stuff that you want to put in there um, sometimes you want to put in FAQs um, where you can address objections that buyers may have that's often really useful for people also it keeps people from emailing you or chatting you about um, questions that you know you really could just answer in the FAQs you know like how many payments is it or whatever it is so that's another key uh, section that's often really valuable okay so this sounds like there's a lot of information and kind of a lot of copy that's going to go on one of these pages I know that that can be overwhelming so I'd love to know how good design plays a role in a sales page design so you can't I like to think of them as partners so you can't have a good sales page without good copy or good design because you might have really stellar copy but if it's just a big block of copy on the page no one's gonna read it you might have a beautiful design maybe you purchase a lovely template but then if your copy is not speaking to your reader it's going to fall flat. So you really want to kind of combine the two together. And so, and what the design does is it makes that first impression. You know, a lot of people judge the credibility of a web page based on the way it looks, you know, first glance, does this look legitimate? You know, does the design style speak to who you're trying to attract and sell to? Is it, you know, we can take the classic like feminine versus masculine. If you're selling to women, you want it to appeal to women and not men. 
and vice versa. If you're selling to men, you don't want to put flowers on it probably because they're not really attracted to flowers. So there's that aspect. And then when you get into the nitty gritty part, it's how the design breaks up the copy on the page. So instead of just having like, here's a headline and here's, here's a paragraph, good design will break up that copy in different ways so people can consume it easier. You'll have blurbs, you'll have call-outs, you'll have bullet points, um, you'll break it out in different ways, you'll accentuate different aspects of the type, you know, keywords that will jump out at people as they skim the page. Because most people skim pages, most people don't read the whole page, so they're just going to stop and read key things that catch their eye. So that's, that's some of the main things that design does for you. And then it just sets that overall emotional tone and vibe of the page. You know, what is that emotional feeling that you're trying to communicate about your offer? Do you know what your dream clients see when they come to your website? The only way to figure out how your dream clients are using your website and what makes them leave is to ask them. I've created a special UX test guide that you can get at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. Inside, you'll learn how to structure a user experience test to get the best results, 18 questions to help you really see your website through their eyes, and my favorite way to find dream clients to help you. You need to look at every stage of your client's journey from landing on your website to completing the final goal through their eyes so that you know what to change right now to start converting more visitors into clients. Get the guide at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. So... I have a couple of questions as far as working with a designer versus doing it yourself. So when do you suggest that people work with a sales page designer like you and kind of what does that process look like? What could they expect? Yeah. So if you're just starting out with that offer, you're probably not going to need a sales page designer. I'll be honest. So people who, who need a sales page designer, they have an offer that they have sold before. So it's, it's a validated offer. They're probably looking to upgrade it. They're trying to scale it. Maybe they are, they, maybe they've upgraded their entire branding and they want that sales page to come along with it. That's when people will want to hire a sales page designer because they want it to reflect the level of quality and the level of the offer that they're selling. If it's a new offer, you know, there's a lot of template options out there. There's a lot of standard ways that you can get your offer out there and start to get it validated. Like if you're just doing like a beta launch of a course, you can usually sell that to a small amount of people and start to get feedback and make sure that it's working before you, you know, plan that big launch. And then you're going to want a sales page designer, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So if somebody were to say, okay, I've got this product, I know that people are buying it, I know that I want this big launch, how do they work with a designer? Just briefly, what, it is, what should they expect when they hire somebody to help them? So what I do um, is, you know, I, I get on a call, we talk about what they're looking for, and then we kind of do like a kickoff call after they've hired me. We talk about their vision for the project, what their marketing strategy is, you know, what their traffic is. Um, we talk about their branding. Are we using their existing branding or is it a standalone brand? Um, we talk about all those things and we talk about their copy. Are they writing their own copy or do they have a copywriter? Um, I always recommend a copywriter if you're at the point where you're trying to scale, they're very worth it. But if you don't have a copywriter, I can help people by 
giving them kind of a content outline, you know, the key things that they really need to cover. Um, and then I'll do like a style board and an example layout of what the style of the sales page will look like. So I do a style board that kind of shows what, what the headlines look like, what the color palette is, um, what different like bullet points look like. If we're using custom icons, you know, I'll put some of those on there. And then I kind of, we kind of work collaboratively until we get to the point where then I just design out the whole page and then we review it. And then we get into the tech stuff, like hooking it all up to everything. Okay. So for those people who aren't there yet, what tips do you have for people who are designing their own sales pages? So if you are DIYing it, as far as the design goes, you want to either find an existing template for your platform that you can use because usually those are, are decently designed and you want to try to keep things clean and simple. I would say if you're not a designer, you don't want to go crazy with a bunch of different fonts, a bunch of different colors, a bunch of different font styles. You just kind of want to try to keep it as straightforward as possible so that you can just clearly communicate your information. Definitely break up your copy. Don't put like big paragraphs of copy because um, people don't read that. And then make sure your buttons look like buttons and they stand out on the page. And make sure you have, um, like I've seen some where like they, it wasn't a button, it was just like a text link. So it's really hard to find on the page. So don't be afraid to put your buy buttons on there. You want people to give you money. And generally just a handful on a like mid to the long page, you know, maybe three to four buttons is good. Make sure you put one at the very bottom. Um, a lot of people forget to put one at the bottom of the page because... I don't know. They <laughs> just forget. So, but people scroll all the way to the bottom and then you don't want them to have to scroll back up to buy. So those are some tips that I have. Awesome. And the button thing is so important just in website design. If you want somebody to click something, it has to look clickable and it has to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a lot of crossover between web design, you know, good web design and good sales page design. It's like you want, you're trying to guide people and you, you know, you want to, highlight that next step that you want people to, to make. You want to make it super clear. Okay. And what mistakes have you seen people make when they are either designing a sales page themselves or just mistakes you've seen as you've come across pages? Yeah. So I do a sales page assessments. And so I've seen some stuff like I, there was one that had like the type was six different colors, you know, and it was like three different font styles. It was, it was way too busy and chaotic, you know, it just needed to be simplified. A lot of things I see is just missing key sections of content. So like the features of the offer, like they'll kind of skim over the features of the offer. And like, you really need, at, once you get to that point on the sales page, you really need to communicate like what people are actually getting. And I think sometimes people just assume that people already know or or they just forget because they're so familiar with the offer they don't realize that they need to tell people so definitely make sure you have those those key sections um, the compelling headline you're, you're hitting their pain points you're communicating features and benefits the buttons like we talked about um, I see people who don't have enough buttons who don't make them look like buttons um, those things that really drive me crazy. And then just design-wise, like awkward spacing is a big one that I see in DIY pages. Um, like things are too close to each other or too far apart. 
you kind of want to keep each section together and then have space between the sections. So it's like section, space, section, space. So those are some of the things I see. All right. Yeah, I think those are really good tips. And I would think this is where we've talked about on the podcast before, like having somebody look at a page and kind of walk through it with you, that this is probably a good place if you're DIYing it to do that, to have a friend or somebody just take a second look at it because we get so into the design, we can really easily miss stuff. And if somebody else can just run through it and give you some feedback, you know, they can catch those things that you might have missed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you have like, you know, some, a biz bestie or some mastermind friends, have them look it over for you. If you don't, you can always seek out, you know, copywriters will do audits of sales pages. I do sales page assessments myself, you know, so there's, there's options out there. Maybe you're in a nice Facebook community that people will help you out. So yeah, definitely have other eyes on it. Okay. So do you have any sales pages that you really like, whether you design them yourself or you just seen them online that maybe people could check out to get an idea of how this works? Yeah, that's always tricky because they're so <laughs> often open closed carts. If you get a chance to see any of Marie Forleo's sales pages, those are always beautiful and really well done, both copy wise and design wise. Um, any of like a lot of the big influencers have really, really nice sales pages. Amy Porterfield, Marie Forleo, I'm not remembering anyone else off the top of my head right now. <laughs> but like if you see like a Facebook ad or you know someone's doing a big launch for a big program, even if you are not interested in the program, you might want to look at the sales page just to kind of, you know, get a sense of what it looks like. If you are looking at working on your own sales page, look to see like your competition or people who have similar things to you, look and see what they're doing. It kind of will help you get a good idea of what other sales pages are looking like. Yeah. And I think if you're looking at things that are similar to yours, you can don't copy anybody's design. We'll say right. that now, but <laughs> yeah. you can get an idea of kind of the pieces that you need and, you know, make sure that you haven't left any of those big things out that people ask about because, you know, if it's working for somebody else, that kind of basic outline should work for your product as well. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Don't copy the words exactly. Don't copy the design exactly, but definitely look at like what elements they're using and how they're using them. All right. So can you give listeners three action steps that they can take if they are working on a sales page and really want to make sure that the design is where it needs to be? Yeah, I'm just going to kind of reiterate some things we've already talked about. So number one, I would make sure you're hitting all the key elements in your copy. You know, the compelling headline, the story and the pain points, the features, the benefits, um, testimonials. Don't forget testimonials. If you can use photos with your testimonials, those are, that's better. And then number two, I would say assess your design. Like if you have an existing sales page, you're, you're going to want to assess your design or if you've just finished it get feedback like we were talking about. So do you have too many fonts and colors? Is the visual hierarchy make sense? Headers to subheads to body copy? Um, do you have awkward spacing? You know, is your copy broken up enough or do you have big blocks of, of text? Um, those kinds of things. And then I would reiterate number three, make sure your call to action buttons stand out and that they're very clear 
about what's going to happen and make them action oriented if you can. Like, yes, I want this by now. You know, you want them to be very clear what's going to happen on the button. You know, it wants to look like a button, all that kind of thing. <laughs> all right. So we always wrap up with the same questions. And the first one is, can you give an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? Yes. So for me, my clients are really happy with the work that I do. And so for me, after I've served them, it comes back to me in either repeat business or referrals for sure. So I have several repeat clients. Um, I have clients who refer me to other clients or people who become clients. So that's been super valuable for me. Even, even if I provide like a small service, like I provided someone a sales page assessment and then they referred me to someone else who actually hired me for a sales page. So even making sure that I give, you know, love and attention to even this, my smallest clients, it, it definitely carries through and benefits my business overall. Yeah. Okay. So tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. I am loving watching my daughters grow up. <laughs> so my oldest just started pre-K school. She's going to real school. So that's fun. And then my youngest is, she's almost walking. So I'm really grateful to have this like business at home where I get to see them, you know, grow and be around to see them, you know, go through all the different changes that they're going through. And then number two, I've been making some shifts due to some mindset coaching that I recently finished up and I'm creating more space in my days for myself because I have a tendency to be a workaholic. So I'm really working on creating more space in my days for me and my family. Um, so I'm, I'm really grateful for that mindset coaching that I recently did. Yeah, I love that. And I love watching my son grow up as well. Like he's yeah. four months old now and it's crazy how fast they learn things. Um, yeah, they go, it just goes faster. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I remember there was like a series of, I was away for like three days and he learned how to open his hand instead of keeping it in a fist. And it was like, you can actually <laughs> see the difference if yeah. you're there. And it's so much fun to have a business that allows you to be there for so much of that. Yes. I can't agree more. All right. So what do you have that you're excited for coming up in the future? This one's hard because I'm very much um, in the weeds <laughs> kind of person. <laughs> like I'm like head down doing the work. Um, so I'm not great at future planning, I would say, but related to creating more space and time in my days, I think I'm going to be working on um, some digital products here in the next few months maybe by the end of the year to maybe have some like templates or something to sell. So I'm kind of excited to add that aspect to my business. Awesome. And where can people find you online if they want to connect? Yes. So if you just want to chat or follow me, I am on Instagram at Cooper and heart or my website is cooperandheart.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about this today. It was a lot of fun to talk with a fellow designer and get, you know, really in the weeds a little bit about sales pages. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 